Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this podcast about artificial intelligence and machine learning, where we discuss artificial intelligence from all aspects, all the perspectives, and all the possibilities and all the pros and cons. So we try to cover a wide variety. With me, I have my uh, good friend and a teacher, first of all, and as somebody who I admire very much for his skill sets and his curiosity, because that's where we match. We both have lots of curiosity and we are always looking for some answers and trying to frame the question. So with me, I have Lucky. Hello, Lucky. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm excited to be part of this and and really i i'm not the expert but what i do try to bring is is a is a analytical or a, a, a perspective from outside of ai that really tries to bring a human feel and see and understand what is ai or what is deep learning or what is machine learning and and what it what does it mean and and where are we and so i'm going to ask all the questions and be part of the intellectual conversations and i'll probably just be the guy learning at the same time. So yes, um, I'll be part of this and thank you. <laughs> well, uh, Lucky, you know, we have such a wide variety of topics to converse, uh, conversate about. Um, mm -hmm. we, we never tend to actually pick a topic, right? We just go with the flow. We just have the conversation. We have fun with it. <laughs> um, but through that merges all these sort of use cases, either one that is a possibility or one that's in work and one that is already being proven to be what used to be a possibility. Now it is the reality, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we of course, talk about movies and uh, TV shows that brings yeah. those uh, possibilities into our TV screen. Um, but, you know, there has been lots of challenges in developing machine learning uh, for its ability to perform. And, mm -hmm. you know, we can maybe talk about some of this today, you know. Um, let's see something that you want to pick uh, for a topic and then, you know, we can discuss that. Well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the obvious stuff, like say, like uh, there's a lot of different types of AIs or I, we could go into machine learning, but I, I look at the different types of AIs that people can associate and say, okay, I know, I know what that is because I know that guy and I wouldn't, I want to benefit from that AI. And, the, right. and like the big one that I, I think was, was, is, was Tesla's, their, ability to autopilot or to drive itself right and uh you know it started real cool with the auto parking you know and and ticket avoidance and <laughs> you know <laughs> and and i really like that you know right um, um but you know i think elon musk said it you know i think they said yeah i think in 2019 or something he said we'll have it by 2020 where we're gonna have a car that can drive itself from california to new york or from east coast to west coast or something right. and he, he still didn't get it right and they're still continuing to hammer it out and and it's constantly a moving target for someone where they think that ai just once you start out it just starts mm -hmm. to flower like a plant Right. The reality is constant, constant, constant work and tweaking and understanding and redeveloping and and innovation. And 
I think maybe that's probably the one that I, maybe we can cover a little bit. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you tell well, me. That's that, you know the the way you mentioned that the difficulty of it, right? The difficulty yeah. of developing an AI. So for human eyes to see uh, to see an image and zoom into an image mm-hmm. is the 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 patterns of seeing an image and having a very good understanding of that image. Yeah. For an artificial intelligence, it's opposite. It starts with a pixel. And that pixel is what gives birth to the full picture. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's kind of like that paradox of like you know who we are as human intelligence. The other side of the spectrum is the artificial intelligence, and artificial intelligence does everything opposite of how we do it. So it's that. Have you ever heard that term mirror, mirror neuron? Like mirror what, neuron, mirror neuron. Like as in what we're seeing outside of ourselves internally, we are seeing a backflip of a picture of it and we're taking that in and processing it mm-hmm. um so kind of seeing like you know uh, seeing seeing things outside of us left to right but in our brain we're processing right to left mm-hmm. it, it's just it, it's just a way we process information so when i say spectrum of human intelligence artificial intelligence and the paradox of it i don't mean it as a negative connotation yeah. It's more like that's just the reality of anything. That's the reality. Yeah. It has to be opposite of us in order to match us internally. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what you said about Tesla, the self-driving cars, I mean, look, if I was to go down the rabbit hole of all the use cases, uh, Tesla is my favorite, favorite example. First of all, Tesla, okay, let me backtrack. It's my opinion. Oh, we we need to have opinion. like some kind of like like disclaimer. Uh, we're not, disclaimer. We're currently not responsible for anything mentioned on this call on this podcast. Blah 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 blah. It's just conversation between me and Lucky. You're just having to listen <laughs> in, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- yeah. I think Tesla. I think Tesla. They might agree with me. You know, it's not yeah. artificial intelligence. It's all machine learning. Machine artificial learning. Artificial intelligence is what we understand as a marketing product. When you want to market a product, mm-hmm. call it a machine learning or artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. I would call it an artificial intelligence, right? Machine learning is too scary. Machine learning is too uh, not not a, not a good buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as machine learning it works wonders. It's that artificial yeah. intelligence is what convolutes the whole conversation. The, the, the expectation, yeah. the management of the expectation is beyond control with artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, like we talk about movies and TV shows and all that, and then you put in a mix of reality. People are like, "Wait, it's kind of boring." Wait, wait, yeah, <laughs> you just say we have. There's steps to this. There's we've got to have what data. We can't just have a an, a robot just right. here and a brain and start to learn like a like an infant baby. <laughs> That's what I've been told all my life. Why are you telling me, telling me something different now? You know. Yeah. Um, so look, I think. The, the the Tesla case is is superb because it comes with that economical benefit, right? That financial picture that you see. Oh, wait, you built an AI and now it works a magic because it's making you billions of dollars? Sure, mm-hmm. sign me up, right? Um, yeah. Some of the stock market tradings that are happening, you know, there's billions of dollars of revenue that is that is like day and night difference from people that uses AI versus people that don't. Right. So, yep. you know, you say JP Morgan Chase, big money. Mm-hmm. Then you say BlackRock um, uh, hedge funds. Yeah. Day and night difference. JP Morgan Chase have been around for hundreds of years. BlackRock has been around for some few decades. And all of a sudden, they are blowing JP Morgan Chase out of the water. 
You know, 11 trillion to 1 trillion is a huge difference, right? Yeah. And that's because of AI contribution inside of stock market and machine learning that is used in stock market trading, right? The capability of faster stock trading, Mm -hmm. capability of detecting human beings in front of the car and taking a decision, making a decision and sticking to it and making the right decisions more frequently than none, right? Or opposite of it. You made lots of bad decisions, but now you're making better decisions because you've been around for a few few years now, right? Yeah. Um, you were messy at the beginning, but people trusted you to trusted you enough to stick with you and then say, you know, you are a machine that is learning. We'll let you learn and we'll keep continually learn until you get good at it. And that's BlackRock. That's Tesla. That's AWS Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. uh, Google Translate. Right, Google search bars. Right, uh, excuse me, not search bars, but the search pages, search mm-hmm. results. Right, these are all machine learning. Right, uh, Alexa, Siri, you know, machine learning. They're they're happening in the fastest rate possible because of machine through the help of codes. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's interesting how they've grown because my own digging into my bag of experience, I, I see that a lot of people did a lot of. Inf- they were able to act with data and that and they, they would take data and create and like analytics and be able to create uh actionable uh areas where they find data or or things that really could help their businesses or help you know change the way they look at things and then from there they took and, and they they started to develop machine learning that would take that analytic data and act on it faster as opposed to a human waiting to gather the data and output it with with their you know their two eyeballs as opposed to having two human eyes now they have code or data that or or code that's basically going out and acting on the analytic or or the data that they've compiled and that's the difference i think is that gives you the edge there's there's machine learning and then there's the the deep learning that gives you that ai almost type of you know feeling that there's something that, that's next level now right and that's interesting and that's where we're at that's where we're at now we're like you're talking about the black rocks and the and the different types of you know different fortune 500 companies that are seeing the advantages of data and building machine learning capabilities to be able to take action with that data and you know what's next who knows i mean you know better than i you know what what do we see next well, I, I, I love I love the Tesla use case, right? Yeah. Um, because the Tesla use case articulates what are the possibilities, right? But where do we start is also what gives birth to the full adult AI, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it starts off with the machine learning and it starts into that deep learning path, and then deep learning gives birth to this whole artificial intelligence. Because that's like a it's like kind of being a teenager. You know, you can walk by yourself and you make your decisions. You might make bad decisions, but mm-hmm. you're not mature enough to make those yep. good decisions that everybody can have consensus behind, right? Um, consensus is the, is a key word here, right? The, the consensus is that what is a good decision? Can AI make it? Should AI make it? Consensus is not there yet. But in, in, the, in the near future where, first of all, AI has been around for 70 some years at this point. And the point where it is today, it just only has to be more mature than what it is today. And a lot of the people are not catching on to that. A lot of the people are still thinking IT, still thinking that junk looking mm-hmm. computer that we had, and we only transition into a laptop now at this point. 
And mm-hmm. that's the furthest transition they look at. But what they're looking through, they're not paying attention is the web browsers, right? Yeah. That web 3.0 that's coming into the place. And then there's all this cryptocurrency that's happening inside of your laptop, right? That, that the information mm-hmm. that you're gathering about cryptocurrency or information you're gathering about, you know, new technologies like blockchain, right? Um, what you're not seeing is that these datas are blowing up beyond your laptop. Right. Whatever that junky IT system you started with and wherever the development that you see today, the, the fascinating Apple products and fascinating fast laptops that you see, it's far beyond that. It's yeah. just that once we are knee deep into it, we are we are lost already. Right. And I'll tell you I'll tell you why, because that's what's happening with technology today. Technology is moving a lot faster than what we are, where we are today, as far as how we embrace the technology but what's happening is that that ai technology is going to be plus plus that right it's mm-hmm. going to be like i don't want to embrace it most likely they won't there there will be a huge resistance for this artificial intelligence because it's already threatening so many jobs already yeah. threatening so many lives already threatening so many ways of lives i would say right the way of our being um but then again it's just like a laptop. You didn't want it at first, but now you don't live without one. You know, I literally have five laptops in front of me as we speak <laughs> for five different things. <laughs> so not, not a big fan, but at the same time, I can't live without it, right? Um, I, I can tell you the Tesla use case is perfect. Uh, entertainment industries are impacting AI in such a way that uh, I think you, you can back me up on this when I say internet grew because of the videos. Yeah, because of the amount of bandwidth that internet needed in order to provide you with video services is what gave birth to the internet that we know today. If it was just text and images, we would be still doing fifty-six k dial-ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I love that. <laughs> Having um, a separate line—that was great. But you're right. <laughs> you know that we so, had data. We had the data. You know, figured out. But people really pushed for it back in the day for you know ESL. sharing videos or transferring videos it took a long time to do you do that stuff and so uh, yeah we pushed the limits only because we want to see what we want to see quickly yeah and then uh you know we we're seeing a huge real estate bubbles we are seeing huge real estate uh mm-hmm. issues like you know i don't know if you paid attention to the zillow situation that happened a few months back where ai was at fault for you know losing zillow Millions of, I'm, I'm talking there's hundreds of millions of dollars. And so uh, was the, the real estate application, real right? estate application, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yes, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just like a yeah, faulty yeah. understanding of what an AI is, faulty expectation of what AI can do based on not understanding what a statistics and machine learning is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was the application where, where it, the Zillow went out and just was buying properties left and right, right and trying to resell them through the application or something that's similar. Right. That's right. That's wow. right, because they, they, they did their research and they figured if we can beat regular consumer into the market, we buy mm-hmm. up the property and sell it back to them in a higher price because they are that desperate to buy it in that specific zip code. Right? Yeah. Um, so when price, price flattened out, you know, they weren't able to sell them fast enough for people to buy it because the price yeah. was too high and by the time they bought it. And then they were left. Yeah. Now, I, I got caught in the same type of real estate. I have my own real estate company and I've fell into the same thing. I bought, 
before I could sell. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, you hold too many, and it just that's not that's not how it works. You want to sell. Well, that's the, that's your that's your stock market trading yeah. problem, right? You buy, you buy, you buy, but when do you sell? And did mm-hmm. you sell on the right time? Because if you did, you sold it too early or too late. And that's machine learning one-on-one, right? Yeah. It's machine learning is giving you an insight that you cannot otherwise have. Is that I'm a real estate agent. There's mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of other real estate agents in the world. How do I stay competitive? How do I stay ahead of the curve? How do I know what this hundred million other real estate agents are making moves on? If yeah. I can have that data and if I can have that data calculated, as in you can have a CSV file or an Excel file full of hundred millions of people's of activity, but if you cannot find the insights from that Excel file, what's the point of having that Excel file? Yeah. And that's the data gathering. That's the machine learning capability that we are creating this podcast around. You know, yeah. what can we do with machine learning that hasn't been done yet? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I, the way I see it is we're at the less than the crawling. We're not an even infant, but I'm, I'm curious to see what, over time how it develops into these neural nets these different yeah because everyone has their own is going to have their own machine learning or their own ai goals and their own neural net and they're going to have their own it's basically like saying they're going to have their own race you know or or, um or their own uh, yeah i mean almost you can say that um different types of ais and i wonder when it's actually going to become because to me, in AI, I, I, I see it at, for right now. We're 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 in the niche areas. We're saying, okay, AI or machine learning can help us in these areas, but there's not that global feel that you feel from like uh, Terminator Three mm-hmm. or you know where they say, okay, AI now the 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 neural net now manages everything that we do. They manage the cameras. They're part of the um, you know what manages our finances, is, which is also you know, tied to, you know, our regular diet, you know, where, where at some point, everything that we do is a function of a net that's fed to us because that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know, and I hate to say it, but, you know, in that complacent or we're going to be part of Big Brother, but at some point there's going to be an assist where, you know, like much like Siri or Alexa, right now they're just helping us with music or, you know, take pictures or, you know, arrange small things with IoT devices. But at some point there'll be a bigger part and that's going to be a neural net, kind of like with, with Tesla. With Tesla, they everything that has to do with either um, connecting to the internet or driving your vehicle or, you know, solar power somewhat is going to be or maybe even going to you know <laughs> enough credits where you can go to mars that'll be part of tesla's neural net you know yeah. they have they have they have their niche area there's going to be other areas where other people like in medicine where there's going to be ais or 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 you know, they've set up enough deep learning capabilities where they can set up different ais that can help human the human race like say for example you know um AIs, there's some benefit to being out in space as opposed to being out in or being on Earth. In some cases, they've proven that in space, if you were to get injured, you heal faster in some cases where it, where in, 
it hours as opposed to weeks or months in space. So what is the difference is what, what can the AI figure out that, you know, how fast can we fly people that are in certain cases or in certain, you know, um, maybe having certain symptoms, do we fly them immediately to space? You ship them to space (laughs) just so they can heal and then come back. You know what I mean? At some point medicine is going to benefit from AI saying, Hey, you know what? Um, there are some benefits here or there, you know, what are they? Are they terrestrial benefits? Are they martial, you know, Martian benefits? Are we having to go out to space to, to, to get some different type of, you know, um, uh, medicinal or healing benefits and AI will be there to help guide us, I think. Right. In that, those areas, but there's going to be different niche areas. And, you know, I, I'm curious to see when that octopus is going to merge into one. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I love that octopus analogy. He's talking about models, like those tentacles of an octopus is a model. Yeah, so if exactly. you have a model, how many models do you have and how many models do you have to create? And how many models do you don't even know that needs to exist in order for you to be say, this has all been successfully done, right? Mm-hmm. As in, yeah. we did not go down this rabbit's hole of Alice in Wonderland for nothing. You know, we have a few models here and there, but this tentacles of octopus, we've only seen two of them so far. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, however many left, we don't know yet. And this tentacle, if it's choking us, it's bad. But if it tickles us, we're all funny about it. Right? <laughs> but let me not lose my opportunity to be funny about Terminators and China. Yeah. So when you mention Terminator, of course, I have to bring up China to that. Because Skynet is the name of the program in China that is surveilling all the public space in China. <laughs> wow. So, wow, right? Uh, public and private cooperation where private and public cooperations are setting up cameras everywhere. And mm-hmm. imagine the tremendous amount of video feeds that are coming into their data collection process. Exactly. Learning from those videos, unbelievable amount of information about not human behaviors alone, but just your geospatial status, your geospatial conditions, how mm-hmm. to fix a road and a bridge, how to keep your infrastructure in a good condition, what sort of damages that has happened that if you do preventive maintenance to it, you can get so many uh, more bucks out of your uh, investment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to go into the tangent of it, but I do want to explain the complexity of what you're mentioning is that how many models do we have? How many use cases do we want to work with? And how many models can we pull, right? So you yeah. mentioned neural network, of course, and neural network is, of course, my favorite topic because it talks about brain. <laughs> yeah. Because when your brain functions, it functions similar to how machine learning would function in order for it to do three things. For machine learning, the ability to step up to the plate and say, I can identify through whatever the means of identifying. I can label and I can label correctly out of thousands of millions of different ways of labeling things, but I can label it correctly. So you identify, you label, and then after you label enough, label enough with high accuracy and most confidence from your, your not just peers, but like your, you know, coders and your business mm-hmm. process owners, your data owners, they all have the confidence. Now they're saying, you know what, go ahead and make a decisions off of that labeling and identifying. Yep, exactly. And once you can make those decisions, I trust you enough to do that job for me without any human intervention. Now, that's easy to say, but let's talk about some human brains, how our human brains developed and where it is as we are today, right? So when you're born, you have about a few billion neurons in your head. 
right? Inside of your oh, brain space, inside of that ears, right? Between that ears, inside of your eyes, mm-hmm. right? Um, that 2 billion neurons grows over time because you're getting exposure through your five sensors. And those five sensors collect enough information that it, it increases that billions of neurons as a child into 86 billion neurons, give or take. Previous estimate was 100 billion neurons. Now it's 86 billion neurons, right? Um, And these neurons are connected using about 125 trillion synapses. So I want to just say that there's more synapses inside of your brain, which is the bridge between your neurons, in order to these neurons to give functions to a, uh, excuse me, a bird to a decision-making process, right? Mm -hmm. So your decision-making process is not as simple as you think it is. There's a lot of thin slicing to do. And, and I can go on, on, on about decisions and neural network and brain. But 125 trillion synapses, what that indicates is that your brain's neurons, in order to come up with a response, is using those 125 trillion synapses in all the ways possible, except for your knowing. As in, you have no idea how those 125 trillion synapses were able to fire up in order to... Uh, for, for you to make a decision about to speak, about to eat, about mm-hmm. to see something, or whatever the case is. Now, that's just a layer of complexity, right? If we have a machine that can perform to that level, which we I don't think ever will, but that's just my opinion again, um, let's just talk about what happens on a second-to-second basis, right? And in less than a second, you're collecting about, if you break it down to the data level, it's 11 million bits per second in your brain. Wow. Okay. So let me stop there and just repeat that. It's 11 million bits per second. 10 million of it is mostly visual. Rest of it is like through your tactical senses, excuse me, your tactile senses and your hearing senses and your touch and your smell, right? Uh, excuse me, your smell and your taste, mm-hmm. right? Not much on the other ones, but your eyes are a huge contributor to these uh, 11 million bits per second that you're collecting, right? And 11 then million or 11 billion? I keep saying billion, didn't I? It's 11 million. 11 million. Okay, 11 so million. So it's per second. So you can imagine in 24 hours, you collected that much data. But since the birth, you've been collecting that much data. And per that second. data has been processed and been collected inside wow. of your brain for that long. That blows my mind. <laughs> wow. Like, stop kidding me right now, right? Like, don't, don't, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So that, that brain complexity just gives you a pause and to say, like, wait, how are we going to compare an artificial intelligence to that? How many models does the brain feed itself in order to provide the decisions that we make on a daily basis? Now, yeah. this is the second part that trips everybody out. So if you divide all those numbers and you say, like, you know, what sort of neuron activities are you having? So the laziest person you know is as, as, as active as you are because the brain doesn't stop working because you're sitting down, right? Brain is moving on the, all the speeds and all the fires it needs in order to keep going, right? Um, it creates about 35,000 decisions a day. Brain is creating about 35,000 decisions a day off of this you know, 11 million bits per second of information. Wow. Right. That's making coffee, blowing my nose, brushing my teeth. Even twitching. Twitching. Eyebrows, even a muscle movement. But if your neurons are firing, that's all that it is. It's your Mm -hmm. neurons are firing because you are actually thinking. So 
a, a lazy person that you know we characterize as sarcastic or funny, whatever the case is, <laughs> their brain is as active as ours. It's just that yeah. they're not making physical decisions like most people do. So we call them something else. We call them a lazy. sloth. Slot, you know, something like that. That's potato. Right. But the brain is brain. Brain yeah. does all the things because there's no shutting down your five sensors. Your five sensors are continuously mm -hmm. gathering information that you cannot shut it down. So it has to process it. And the decisions you make off of it is different, but it does process that information, which means we identify, we label continuously. It's just that we don't make that many decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. So let me stop there and just say, do we need to continue talking about machine learning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or is it a farce? Is that, is that a rumor in the street that, you know, we need to, you know, <laughs> demystify? <laughs> I know, right? You know, it, for me, you know, only being from the outside, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's just a step above, you know, what proactive, like, uh, say, for example, in the security field, they, they used to have something called an IDS. And all it did was just say, hey, we've detected something. And then they came out with IPS. And Preventive, they call yeah. it preventative systems, but they're Preventive. more proactive systems. They took actions. Right. Now, they were an algorithm that saw something and then it would take an action. And so, you know, to me, that is still just a simple algorithm, but it was the closest thing we had to, you know, now something was now taking data, processing it and taking actions like alerting, blocking, what have you in the security field. What, how, how, how does that apply now to machine learning? Like how? Oh, yeah. that... No, it's, it's just like, it's like a, it's like a grandfather of machine learning, right? Uh, it's just okay. just is what gives birth to all the machine learning is the algorithm, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, and, and like I think this is important to discuss that the fact is if anybody's talking and they don't talk about algorithm, and they want to sell you an AI product, they're just blowing SQL queries up your ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> SQL queries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're they're uh, they're they're antique. Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sell you cobalt. You know. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think I think it's worth mentioning that algorithm piece is very important because a lot of the people they say AI they get confused with bots. They keep mm -hmm. thinking bots. So bots is like a robotic process automation where you 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 have a task and you perform that task and you perform it inside of a bubble. But when mm -hmm. people say anything about RPAs and AIs, I said, well, let's separate that RPA. If that RPA doesn't grow over time, it's just a code that doesn't grow over time. Code doesn't yeah. grow over time. Code is maintained over time. That's all it is. Yeah. Right? You maintain it like, you know, you, you got a JavaScript and you put a bootstrap on it, right? In order mm -hmm. to improve that JavaScript's performance. That's not growing every day. That's not you relearning what you knew yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's what humans do. Coding is to code and then just stay stealth and then you know, whenever we need you again, we call you and then fix you, right? Mm -hmm. Machine learning is that capability. I think I sent you a picture of it earlier, the quadrant, right? Yeah. It's that if you can imagine like, you know, having billions of rows of records and you take one single record from there and say like, you know, can you read this until you get it right? Just read this one row of record. So if it says cancer on it and you read cancer properly, that means you have done your job because I set you up to learn that 
without telling you what it is that you're reading. Mm -hmm. So a machine learning goes through that process of true positive, false positive, true negative, and false negative, right? Is that, you know, until you can figure out uh, cancer is the word that you're reading. And uh, when I say cancer, that's where the machine learning is actually being utilized a lot in order to detect cancer in human body, right? In order to do something with cancer in human body, how can we prevent cancer from happening before it does, right? Before we detect it actually. So in, in an infant mm -hmm. stage of cancer, how can you detect that? So, so that machine learning, it goes through that four quadrants of if you can pick a single digit and say, can you learn this? And can mm -hmm. you learn more after you become confident in learning that, right? So that, yeah. you know, you're true positive 99% of the time. You're exactly. false negative maybe 1% of the time, right? So you have that high confidence and most accuracy that you can imagine in a machine learning. Now you give it to read billions of rows of record and it does it within, let's say, 13 days instead mm -hmm. of, human hours of 13 years right <laughs> right so yeah. so that's that's the difference in machine learning and um artificial intelligence because it's just doing a very narrow topic it's a narrow, narrow. ai mm -hmm. that's the best way to explain a machine learning that is fancy enough for the marketing people to sell right um they're selling narrow ai everywhere but that artificial artificial general intelligence which we're developing which we want to talk about in you know, there's these 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 imaginations of uh, yeah. AI that does your picks your partner and does your finance and takes care of your kids. That's the kind of AI that we want. But in order to get there, we have to have these sort of steps, the painful growth process, right? In order to get to that AI, and mm -hmm. I don't say that because I have the fascination behind it. But I want to go back to the billions of rows of record because what happens is that you started with one set of record. That grew into billions of records. Now you forgot your data management because, <laughs> you know, data management is so hard to do. Um, and data centers can only be few or far in between, right? How many data centers can you have in order to hold all the data that you've been collecting? Mm -hmm. You don't have that many hardwares to have database with servers in them. Right? The servers are also going to run out sooner or later because you don't have enough human, um, uh, excuse me, rare earth minerals or rare earth elements in mm -hmm. order to build those servers. So, so the problem, as you can see, is that we're not, we're not fascinated with a topic and trying to grow a, a industry out of it. It's just that we know the resources are running out and we need to do something about it immediately. Right? Yeah. And then you know, data have, you, have you seen Gattaca? Gattaca you know? Have you seen Gattaca? Gattaca, Gattaca. Why does that sound familiar? Tell me more well, about that. Well, it, it's not about so much AI, but at some point, it's almost like an AI because their entire life is managed through a system that identifies if their DNA structure is um, champion. And if they are, they, they can be assigned to different things like the ship to different planets or different, pla different um, jobs in space or different jobs on Earth or... And depending on what it, depending on what your DNA was, oh man, AI would say, "Hey, you are good for this job. You are right. good for that right. job. You are a supreme athlete. You are on a score of a, of athletes. You are a perfect ten. You you can be right. anything, and they'll ship you to space." Or but at the end of the day, it, but Gattaca was a, a was a great movie that really doesn't cover AI, but does cover a lot of what we've covered. Where you know, at some point, we're all controlled by a structure, and not—I'm not talking about Big Brother, but I'm saying it—it—it it, it, it makes sense to be able to trust 
systems that help us identify, you know, who we are. And, um, you know, um, if we, it, it, but the moral of the story is we can break the mold, you know, whatever the system says, we can always break out of the mold and be something different because we're human. But, you know, um, Gattaca is something that maybe we should associate with maybe every, every time we do a show, uh, maybe associate <laughs> a, a movie or something that we can say, you know what, because of today's topic, a good movie to watch would be this. And this is good, a good AI that right. kind of covers some intelligent factor that we feel covers some of the topics in today's conversations. Wow. Gattaca would be it. I just, I just, I just looked up the trailer for it. I do remember Uma Thurman, and yes. um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he's pretty famous. I just, he was in that movie, um, not the movie, but the TV Training show, Day. huh? He was on Training Day too. He was in Training Day. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, yeah. I what 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 I think, and what I again, it's my opinion, right? What I was going with that, not having enough uh, rare earth, uh, rare earth elements. Excuse me, can't mm -hmm. can't say that rare earth properly. Rare earth elements, rare minerals, earth elements. Um, they, they they are rare earth, right? Mm -hmm. It depends on who has it. Either China has yep. it, Africa has it, or South America has it. Whoever has it doesn't want to share it or doesn't want to give you access to it. Then you're stuck, right? Mm -hmm. and you have to go into the space and get those materials actually from an asteroids, right? Um, because some of the elements that you find in asteroids, you don't even know they exist yet. Wow. And yeah. on that topic, AI has actually come up with an element that we didn't even know existed. It was because of AI research that they were able to say, wow, this element what? can be possible, right? What element is that? Not element 14, is it? <laughs> <laughs> what element is it? <laughs> Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know the, much specific of it, but the thing is that these yeah. elements are super important in order for us to hold on to the data. So it's not that we need to have a fascination of doing things that are pushing our boundaries. We are forced to push those boundaries mm -hmm. because of resource and lack of resources and limitation of resources, right? Mm -hmm. Because without resources, you have less capabilities. So when you're talking about flying into space and flying into uh, Mars, well, without resource that will that can do the job for cheap, you cannot build a cheap resource without really researching. Mm -hmm. And if you want to research for next hundred years, you are more than welcome to. But you have another alternative called machine learning and artificial intelligence to set up your research using those technology. It's taking your past knowledge of however many thousands of years of knowledge and trying to build something off of that and let the machine figure out how to come to that conclusion. Right. Mm -hmm. um, once you come to that conclusion, you use another machine learning to figure out the structure of that product. Instead of research and developing in the space, you research and develop it on the earth, knowing with high confidence and most accuracy that it will work in space. It will not break down in space because the plastic mold that you put in it, which saves you money and which saves you time, that plastic mold is good for space environment because we mm -hmm. have data on space environment. Right. Yeah. And we can produce information and replicate that as a research and development inside of a computer without taking years to, you know, go through the painstaking process, right? Manual process. Mm -hmm. um, a good example of that is that they built a sports car recently, all based on AI. That's what they advertised. We have to take their awards for it. But wow. it's a sick sports car that is literally based off of all AI information, top to bottom, right? 
How do you handle the wheels? How do you handle the joints? You know, what sort of things can you do in order to make a better turn? Can you build it light enough? You know, what sort of safety and security do you put in it so the human inside the vehicle is safe, right? Um, these are a whole lot of questions that a manufacturer will have to ask, but yeah. artificial intelligence can get there faster than uh, manual labors can do. Just, just imagine the guy that provided the data for the composite steel had a bad week and he just like, you know what? I'm just not entering all the data or I, I just entered enough data. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's why the statistics is the yeah. key component that, that you don't need coder. I mean, I mean, no, you need everybody in everybody. Yeah. But statistician, stat, statisticians, right? Um, well, let me start off with a joke because I do respect statisticians because there's not that many. Yeah. We're both Stats. having problems with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Rare earth and statistician. <laughs> um, that that there there are lies and there are damn lies and there are stats. Yeah. Right. So when you what yeah. you just said is that you know it it's for for to use stats using stats you can lie through your teeth without having feeling bad about it because you're <laughs> using statistics in order to lie through your teeth. Is that quantify? You know, you, know, you quantified, you skipped on information. You would not mm-hmm. provide that information. Here's so, a perspective. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling a quarter of the story instead of, you know, the whole story, right? Exactly. So, so like we just said, you know, during a research, somebody skips their step and say, I don't, just don't feel like inserting that data. Well, that's how you have to ask those questions very uniquely. So that way, when you ask a question, that answer doesn't have to jive with you. It has to jive with everybody through consensus. Mm-hmm. Because everybody is thinking the same question, right? Yeah. It, 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 those, are the, those are the difficulties of before you start machine learning, your questioning is your difficult part. What are you trying to achieve by investing into machine learning and putting your human labors behind it, right? Mm-hmm. If you ask the wrong question, you would just go back to the question again. Go back again. Go back <laughs> again. You just developed all this time, but yeah. you can never deploy. <clears throat> and we're seeing that a lot because right now you're not able to deploy a lot of your AIs. 85% mm-hmm. of them don't, does not deploy. Yeah. There are failed cases in development, right? And then 15% that does release into environment and productionalized, 77% of them does not perform to the level that they should. Mm-hmm. It's underperforming. <clears throat> I'm thinking of Sun Tzu right now. You know, there's one thing that says, he says, know, your, know yourself, um, and it's having to relate to war, but this is not war, but know yourself and know your enemy and uh, you will you will not lose a battle and eh, maybe I miss, I'm, I'm maybe I'm that, packing that, it all up. That makes all the sense in the world, right? You know, you have like, to know, you know yourself you and know your enemy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to know your enemy as good as you know yourself because yeah. you know, you have to. So, so I think a good example of what you just said is that, um, you know, that Marvel movie where Dr. Strange had that 14 million scenarios that he ran through. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Single scenario that, something will work or not work. Yeah. Well, that's what AI's, what AI's capability have to be. That's how that's how sophisticated an AI system has to have the models built into it. So it's able to calculate 14 million scenarios in a few minutes, or let's call it a few seconds, because that's what we want to get to, in order to give you a decision, the best capable decisions, right? Mm-hmm. So think about, you know, you're driving a Tesla. Your Tesla has to have the ability to crunch that much information within a nanosecond in order to save either you as the driver or the person outside of your car, right? 
So the Tesla has to decide, is the driver's life worth it? Or is the passenger's life worth it? Or is the person that's outside the car, is that person's life worth it? Wow. Who are we going to save? Mm-hmm. And that decision has to happen while the car is driving 70 miles per hour. So complexity is there, but it's not impossible. What's happening yeah. today in the machine learning, it's always mm-hmm. an indicator of what's happening um, through like, you know, uh, uh, the fastest way to compute, which is the algorithm. And then the ability to have that much data stored and those data available for, you know, easy, ac- easy access, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, you know we talk about in cybersecurity, CIA, right? And confidential confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Yep. Um, they are there, and they're much better than what they used to be. And computational powers is coming along very well, very fast. It's actually improving over time. And then we have a, a you know I think we talk about CIA, which is the data, um, and then we have algorithm that is the computational power. And then we have uh, the third component, which I'm just giving my head right now. What is the third component of that? Um, you have computational, you have data, and then you have, um, ah, I have no idea what the third part is. <laughs> yeah, but you, you need that third component. That's what's making the AI successful. Um, mm-hmm with many of these like industries as in you talked about manufacturing we can talk about food tech right uh, food industry uh healthcare blowing blowing machine learning out of the water at this point it's, mm-hmm. it's insane how much they're investing in healthcare um logistics and transportation if you can imagine that i think the first truck that drove one side of the country to another on its own has been like two weeks ago or something like that um, wow. And then, you know, if you want to talk about traveling, traveling to space, traveling to Indonesia, and you don't want to travel in, you know, through the sea, you travel into the space and you just drop down into Indonesia whenever you feel like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, these all require R, these all requires R&D. And then we have to have the right intention and the right question in order to a- address those, uh, those R&Ds, those research and developments. Yeah, and, and and I'm just excited to see that all of this, like I said, I'm waiting to see when the octopus finally develops a head and all the tentacles form. But yeah, the, the, I'm excited. And and I think that there's a lot of promise and we're all just really excited because as kids, all us nerds watched all the different, you know, technology or AIs or, you know, space movies or movies that really kind of pushed us into being nerds and 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 i can only see that the not not that the movie but the imagination of people really developing more over time and innovation creating you know a lot of those dreams that i know right now are pie in the sky with robots and and uh what's it not i am legend it's um i robot i am legend i robot will smith has a lot of eyes in his movies so, uh, um, but you know, I, I robot or or things like um, things things that were will be will be to benefit benefit visually where we we have a partner, you know, is where you know that's where people are really going to see it on on the you know that really notice. But what people don't know is AI is already growing all around us. It's just slow. It's on. It's it's an infancy right now. 
So I think earlier I talked about one of the biggest data collection system, which is your brain, the, the mm-hmm. that little muscle inside of your uh, ears, right? Uh, between your ears. Um, so what what they're working on right now is to tap into that brain and have that brain do commands without ever using any of the five senses, right? As in, we are able to read the neurons, the neuron activities, the, the let's just call it the electricities inside of our brain yeah. in order to transform that into a command using a Bluetooth device. So what, what we had this technology for the last 30 years where we were able to plug in a socket in the back of our head in order to, you know, have a person what? give instruction or, you know, have their muscle movements manipulated so that way they are able to do things, right? Uh, but that that was very st- static a way of, you know, mm-hmm. um, having that system work. So right now what they have is the, the, the hairline side, like very, very fine hair-like particles that is stitched into your brain, right? They, they cut open your brain and then kind of put the stitch inside of your head. And, and a robot does that, right? And, and then using a Bluetooth device, which is the wire is hanging off your head, and then the, that wire is attached to a Bluetooth device, that Bluetooth device gives out commands in order to do tasks, right? So you want to send a text message to somebody using a Bluetooth device, or you want to oh. open email, so many different things. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, this is the BMI, right? The brain-machine interface. So, oh, my God. So that, that, that's that's where That's going to be the BMI, the main yeah. interface. Brain machine interface. So that, that brain machine interface is what's what's going to wow. open up these possibilities. As in, think about how much data that we are collecting, and as we collect that data, if we are able to process it and have data analysis done from our thought processes, um, we are able to do more with less uh, planning. Wow! And I mean that as in. Literally inside of your brain, there's a happy person and there's a planning person, right? Uh-huh. You have tons of different personality inside, right? That planning person does planning and to-do do person does uh, to-doing, right? <laughs> and you just sit there and let the other guy run around and you're like... Right, 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 right. <laughs> the planners are slower, actually, versus to-do person is either slower or very fast, you know? Um, wow. So just imagine if you could have like, like a left brain sensor and a right brain sensor... And you can be doing art in, at one time, and then be doing texting and messaging on the other. Like it's it's the capability, the intentions that you have, the questions that you ask, <laughs> giving your capability, the capability of doing arts and watching um, um, Mickey Mouse at the same time, right? Whatever the case wow. you want to have. Um, so the, the, these these kind of abilities is what's in the pipeline that's already a reality, right? So. Like I said, 10, 15 years from now, the technology that we are struggling to embrace today is going to outpace us 100 to 1 versus 10 to 1 as it is today, right? Wow. Um, I, I think these kind of conversations is what we will have more frequently, and we need to because more people understand these kinds of conundrum and paradox and you know that, that, that ability to look at ourselves and look at our enemies and understand our enemy very well. I think there's a whole lot to un- unfold in these conversations. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And I learned something new today. BMI, brain machine B- interface. BMI. Wow. It's not body mass index. It's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's uh, brain main interface. <laughs> wow. That is, or maybe it could be CMI, cerebral main, who knows, but BMI right. sounds cool. It's also BCI, right? Brain BCI. computer. Oh, so interface. That, those are the real acronyms for them. BCI, right, right, yeah. what is BCI, brain? Computer interface. Computer interface. Like Pretty much your brain is just communicating to a system. Yeah. Using a device. I uh, think Bluetooth BMI is the stick. most recent. Uh, the, the wire has been around for a while, you know? Wow. Interface. Plugging right in. All right, Neo, let's do this. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I gotta tell you, every time I watch Matrix, I think about you because the layer one through layer seven. How many oh, times yeah. did you put that hammer in my brain and say, learn that, learn that, learn that? <laughs> you have to, man. It, it's all, it's always gonna be apl applicable to everything, no matter what they change. There's no matter what they change, it's always going to be a layer seven. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a circuit board and there's going to be an interface and there's going to be a communication method, whether it be one way or another, whether it be terrestrial, whether it be through some kind of cop wire or if it's being well, transmitted over the so air. Tell me, tell me, that, like, did you catch the part when they were talking about going from layer one to layer three? Did what you, you catch that? Because that gave me such an excitement and thrill to know what they were talking about. They were talking about layer three. They said, like, we're in layer one. We're jumping into layer three. Get ready. And, yeah. and, and, and that, 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 that was the highlight of the full movie. Because I was like, I got the reference of that. And yep. it was because of you. <laughs> yeah. Layer three, layer four, and layer one and layer two. But once you jump into layer three, the lights turn on. Right. And it's going to be that way for IPv4 and IPv6. Oh, and. Oh. And oh. and the way that lays out, but yeah, that's 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 all you know. It's just the 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 flickering, and all of a sudden, boom! That light gets bright, and you realize wow. what communications is, and what computing systems are, and what data is, and what transmissions and communications are. Right. And it's not going to change. It's just going to be a different. There's going to be a different layer at layer six and seven for encryption and what. APIs or AIs are going to be running at layer seven, but and, yeah, that, that all and that different. layer seven AI is what Matrix keeps bringing up is that the, the, this layer mm -hmm. seven is so powerful that it can elude you into thinking what you see is what you feel, mm -hmm. and the BMI comps concept could trigger that backward. Instead of your brains commanding your machine, the machine is commanding your brain to feel and think and see things that are not real while you're sitting on a chair for all your life thinking oh, yeah. around the world. Oh, yeah. They could insert, they could make you happy. They could you make know, you happy. People that are, that are really have problems with depression or Right. Just people, all they need to do is be inserted positive juice now, positive images. Positive juice, right. You know, and, and, and there's an actual case of, you know, if you have a, a seizure problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's there's things that zap your brain into not having that seizure, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, so, so the, this is not a technology that is like out of a fictional movies or something like that. It's a, it's a reality that you reality. zap your brain and your brain wow. does things. But one thing I will break break down to people that might listen to this podcast is that when they show you opening your brain, like as in opening your skull from the top and all they show is the brain, that is the worst movie idea anybody has ever done in the movie industry, which is you never can actually open the top of your skull actually that way because there's a, a vein right in the middle that is full of blood. It will gush out all sorts of blood if you open that ever. 
right? So you always have to maintain that helmet, the right and left side of your brain. You can only open the right and left side of your brain, not the middle. Wow. And and, and the movie industry, like the you know that movie um, where they the, the the guy was uh, eating things out of the brain. Um, the, oh, let's not go. The lambs? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad. Clarice. Most <laughs> 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 the lotion on his skin, or I guess. Yeah. Oh, hey, I think that's Joe Dirt. <laughs> it put the lotion on the skin. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> but so, yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, I think uh, we, we we have to uh, call this a day because uh, this okay. conversation. Uh, was fascinating and that's what inspires me to do this podcast because there's just mm-hmm. so much to talk about uh, we went from matrix to ai to you know having depressed thoughts about um you know how how machine might be able to take over our brain <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well uh, let's continue this conversation um i'm always fascinated to what our guest will bring to the topic but between me yeah. and you we got a lot to cover <laughs> yeah yeah and this is great you know i, I again it I enjoy this space. I enjoy technology. And I want to thank you for really, really making this a regular thing on our Wednesdays. You know, sometimes life kind of pulls us in different directions, but um, being diligent and really trying to get information out there is, I think, what we can do and, and benefit others. So thank you for giving us this platform. But we forgot one thing. We forgot to mention yes. the name of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Which is I I I I I. Yeah, I I I I. All right, adios. I'll see you all next week. All right, see ya, lucky. <laughs>